0: Hello Cyber Friends, this is Chatting Cyber and I'm your host Mark Schein. This podcast focuses on how companies can help qualify and quantify the cost of a data breach. Chatting Cyber features some of the most well-respected privacy and cyber experts in the world. Join the conversation with business leaders, government agencies, and cyber experts to learn more about how and why they got into this ever-changing field that we call cyber risk. Hello Cyber colleagues. I'm Mark Schein, National Co-Chair of the Cyber Center of Excellence at Marsh McClendon Agency and the host of Chatting Cyber. Today's cyber celebrity is Killian. Killian, thanks for joining today.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: So, so Killian, um, I, I was really excited for this particular interview. I, I, I think when I hear cyber risk and cybersecurity, I kind of think that's old news at this point. And really what, what our world is really gravitating towards is artificial intelligence and deep learning. So having somebody of your caliber and your expertise, uh, I think is going to be really exciting for the listeners of today's show. So Killian, um, you know, you grew up in Germany. So how does a a kid growing up in Germany, um, who's really fascinated with math, get into artificial intelligence, and co-found a a really fascinating organization in California?
1: Yeah, um, that's an interesting question. So I um, Caption Health. So I'm I'm co-founder and CEO of Caption Health, and so Caption Health is an a startup company at the intersection of uh, artificial intelligence and and healthcare. And and these are two two fascinations of my of my childhood. So I, I come from a family of, of physicians, and so was always always uh, interested in in medicine. But as as a kid, I was I was uh, one of these computer kids with the the first. Uh, um, uh, personal computers at home and um and, and so i it was it was back in the time um i don't know if you you remember the the 1983 movie war games where like a hacker kid uh, almost triggered world war three and and so the, this was the these early days when i was really excited about uh, artificial intelligence and then computers and so on and so i i studied physics and math and went First, the very theoretical side, so um, string theory and supergravity and uh, these very abstract theories, and uh, then um, at some point, I wanted to do something more applied, something that act- has actual impact to 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 people. You know, the, the that um, uh, yeah, and and that around that time, I I decided to to go into neuroscience, and so there's this field of artificial intelligence and and in general just um understanding how the brain works and using using those uh, insights and apply it to real world problems this is really something that fascinated me and that that brought me to the US so i was at, at UC Berkeley and i was studying this field of of neural networks and neuroscience uh there and doing research and um, this is where i met my co-founder charles kadiu and so for many years we were we were uh, researching this what, what's today called deep learning, but this is long before it was called deep learning. So it was like 15 years ago and it's long, long before it was actually working, but the fascination was already there. Sure. And um, it was then around 2013 when all these neural network algorithms suddenly started taking off and started working that um, it was clear to us that it will, would uh, transform many, many different industries. And so we had a startup on, on, on the side where we applied uh, this deep learning to to consumer photos, to to photo search and photo organization, and that startup was was acquired, and so we wanted to start some something new and uh, impactful, and and this brought brought us to this uh, field of um, medical imaging. And so, basically the vision is that with the help of artificial intelligence, to to democratize medical imaging, so that you that um, can give this very powerful tool of medical imaging to any healthcare provider uh, and um, make it more accessible and then you can use and leverage the power of these images extract information from it and then uh, do make better patient decisions and bene- benefit the patients so it's it's, it's in fact it's, it's' it's all about the data right you, you you have the data of the the patients to to use them to train artificial intelligence and then uh, help them to to so they benefit benefit from from that.
0: And how has how has the COVID nineteen pandemic really impacted your business for better or for worse? Is it brought additional opportunities um, to market? Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. So it it was it was a little bit of a roller coaster. It has uh, had some up and downsides. So we we are a startup, and so we we are still relying on on funding, uh, venture venture funding. And uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, when, when the whole uh, economy w- was suffering, it was actually pretty pretty scary and not clear if, if we would still be able to access uh, funding uh, because we were in the middle of a fundraise at the time. But we very quickly realized that the technology that we are doing, and it should probably maybe go a little bit more in, in detail what that is, but the, it, it became pretty clear that it would be very powerful in the context of, of COVID. So basically, the physicians learned that uh, the virus does not only attack the lungs, but it's also attacking the heart. And many of the patients that that die from from uh, the disease actually die from cardiac complications. And it's very difficult if, if you are in in a in an ICU or an, an isolation ward with uh, COVID patients. It's it's not trivial to get. Good images of the heart and analyze it. So people use ultrasound for it, and you need experts to do those exams. And um, it's very there's a shortage of people to 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 go to all these patients and do the exams. And this is exactly where our technology comes in because uh, Caption AI, our our product, it uses artificial intelligence to enable any healthcare provider, for example, the nurse that's taking care of you in the ICU, to get those images. And to evaluate how the heart is doing. And um, uh, we there was a big demand for, for our technology, and the FDA granted us uh emergency use authorization. So we, we were not even cleared at the time, but we we got the product on the market quickly because there was this big need. And so this was a big, big advantage for us. Um so it was exactly the right moment where we were just ready to to put something out there that was that was um, uh, working well, so yeah, that, that was the upside. And then we, we were successful in fundraising because of that uh, that application that we found. And um, later on in um, last fall, we then got the uh, full FDA clearance for the for the product.
0: Sure. Now, so so how does somebody like yourself, who's such a a, um, um, a wizard in your craft? How do you determine what type of venture cap firms to partner with is there a mindset do we look for the most money is it the best strategic partner
1: yeah so um yeah very good question so um first of all that it's possible to to get venture capital for an early idea like that 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 is very unique uh in 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 the world that this is possible here in silicon valley and it's also i think probably unique in in time so it's it's really uh, i'm we are very grateful that this was possible so when we started we just had this powerpoint uh, presentation about some idea that we had with our background in ai and computer vision and some some uh internet knowledge about about healthcare uh that we thought that would be very very powerful to uh, to apply that there and um with, with this really early really long shot ideas there's only a small set of investors that are ready to, to take that kind of risk and, and make the bet that this works. E- even in Silicon Valley, it's it's a minority, I would say. Usually they want to see a working product and ideally some customers and, and revenue. And um, so, yeah, we um, we uh, talked to, yeah, I think it was a very fortunate connection that through a connection we we presented to, to Vinod Kosla of Kosla Ventures. And he's one of the very, um i would say maybe most forward-thinking investors so he makes some really big bet on technologies before it's accepted yeah. that this is uh that this is uh gonna work and so yeah this is where we got our first uh seed round and uh series a round and then um a few years later when ai really had taken off uh it was a little bit bigger the audience that where we could get extra money and and we we got the the series B was led by uh DCVC which is also one of the really big uh firms that are in AI and and uh, big data and um uh, and so they they are more traditional healthcare investors that uh typically are only accessible once you have FDA clearance and so the first first 5 6 years we didn't have that
0: sure. So so, you know, we were talking about um, you know, the AI and kind of the, the the kind of the mass adoption. Are you seeing do you think that we're at the point now where it is being um widely accepted by the public? And then where do you see this trend going over the next ten years? How do you see AI developing?
1: Yeah, so um we are we are definitely at the point where it's very broadly and widely adopted. So there um there's uh, a lot of companies are, are, are using it and and even more companies are, are talking about it so it's definitely accepted I think the the kind of uh, power and the kind of benefits you can you can unlock with AI um, but if I understand you correctly you were asking is it widely accepted by by society and um, I'm not sure if I'm, I'm an expert in, in answering asking <laughs> that Fair question. Some people are really excited about AI, but some people are also very, very concerned. And I think some of the concerns come from uh, maybe the risks to to privacy uh, right, and and security. So I think that that's uh, a big concern. And and some other concern is about taking jobs away from people, and so jobs going away. And um, I think another another risk is that uh, there's the fear that it would dehumanize maybe maybe certain certain jobs or environments and um, and we, we thought very very much about all of these all of these uh, issues and that um, played into our selection of what we are working on right now and so in our case the develop the the product that we provide it does not um, replace humans it it's the opposite it basically makes them more powerful it's a collaboration. Between, as I mentioned, for example, a nurse and this device, and together, they can provide healthcare that previously could only provided by some world expert in or yeah. as a trained a trained user, right? Uh, and who has studied, let's say, ultrasound or cardiology for for many many years. And um, and there is where we where we think we we will enable more people to provide more benefit in in healthcare and and also with giving people this information of medical imaging on their fingertips i think the the these physicians are empowered to do the job that they're good at which is this human aspect that you talk to patients you you look at their background and then you integrate all this important information and so we think it's a move to make it more personal and not not less personal and and then the the, the last concern of the privacy i think is is a really is a really big issue that um, everybody is thinking about and working on and i think if we can gain the trust of the the patients and the customers depends on how well people will be doing to protect the the privacy so maybe i want to add i'm a big believer that the customer and the patient that they should own their data and they should uh they should benefit from their data and um we um we have to integrate this in, in into the business model that uh that um it's not the corporations against the the consumers they um Continue. ideally
0: you know I, I love the fact that you have thought about kind of the the negative consequences because anytime you do talk about ai there's such positive and there's such enthusiasm but there are skeptics mm-hmm. and I feel that you guys have contemplated some of the societal changes and how you can really almost enhance the individual rather than take away or replace them, you're actually making them more skilled or you're providing them with additional resources to provide better, you know, better healthcare. Yeah. Um, I I mean, I find it absolutely fascinating. Every time we talk, I feel like I learned something new, Killian. Um, You know, thinking about the healthcare space just as a whole, how do you feel AI is going to change healthcare, not necessarily just within uh, medical imaging, uh-huh. but uh, an overall industry
1: yeah so um again I have to I have to just maybe start with saying i'm I'm not a deep insider in the healthcare space right I just um, I'm come more from coming from the technology side and um, and but but sometimes so there, there might be some things that i i don't don't see because I don't have the expertise but sometimes to have this outside fresh look also allows you to to see maybe some some trends. And um I I do think that it will really transform uh the the way healthcare uh can can be done. And so the, the I think there was uh there seemed to be a long trend that when when healthcare technology was developed to centralize healthcare, right? There's these big centers with the big devices and most okay. modern technology and and the uh, the best experts, which are very scars right and um and you have to send patients to to those big centers and to the experts and um i think with the uh tools of ai uh, you can now decentralize it more and you can give power back uh, and control back to the frontline care providers and if with the with the help of ai they can potentially do some of the healthcare that previously was only possible in, in this high-end high um, uh, center. So in, in our example, for example, if you, you you can get today, you can get a high quality echocardiogram, but you have to go to an echo lab, a good echo lab in a, in a, um, a hospital. And uh, if you are uh, in an emergency room in a, in a more rural place or maybe in the middle of the night, uh, then it's, it's not always easy to get mm-hmm. access to that and and i'm not even talking about other countries that maybe are not quite as developed as, as um the united states and um i think ai has the potential to change that and it's maybe analogous to to communication right so with uh the internet and smartphones you suddenly have can give people access to this uh information for example in the middle of africa with a cell phone that uh, that don't even have Uh, running water or electric power. And, um, and it's all basically this computation and miniaturization capabilities that uh, make that possible. And I think similar things can happen in healthcare that uh, you have really these little devices that are as powerful as the best expert was uh, just a couple of years before.
0: That, that decentralized model really struck a chord with me. It seems like that's a, a topic of conversation. We've seen, mm-hmm. obviously, the price of Bitcoin, you know, continue to spike, mm-hmm. And, you know, there's obviously a decentralized model there that many mm-hmm. models are trying to base off of. So it's very interesting. Um, Killing, before I let you go, is there anything I should have asked? Well, hold on. Um, before I ask, is there anything that I should have asked you that I didn't? Can you please let our listeners know um, how they can find uh, more information about your organization uh, if they want to look up Caption uh, the website, um, maybe your your LinkedIn or Twitter.
1: Yeah, so I think the CaptionHealth.com the, our website is is a good place to start, and um, yeah, I, I um, we we haven't talked much about um, the the details about how how our our product works, but um, I think I. I I, I hope I could convey the, the overall strategy that is basically some some very complicated human skill that we want to try to embed or that we are embedding in, in this device and then enable people to, to use that. And I think that, that kind of model, I think, is very powerful and could, could translate to other fields in medicine or even outside medicine. And I think this is where AI really has a, a very, very bright future. So basically, to augment the capabilities of people, rather than that, rather than replacing them.
0: My my personal opinions is I think AI is going to have dramatic impacts on the insurance industry over the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that the way that it help you're helping enhance uh, individuals in the healthcare space, I suspect that that will translate into professional services and, and other industries as well. So um, Killian, can't thank you enough for coming on this show, uh, taking the time with us. And thank you again for coming on and chatting cyber. Thank
1: you. Thank you.